Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So Vinny, just to clarify, are you saying we're now, are we 34 minutes late or an hour and a half late? Uh, 64 minutes late, yeah. An hour late, yeah. An hour? Oh, an hour, that's a middle ground. Compromise. Over an hour. Four minutes over an hour. Time is relative. Don't just say that as if that has any context here. <laughs> I mean, you're fucking saying that in the Roman thing. You're like, you remember, like, they invented time and time is relative or something like that. I was like, what the fuck oh, are you yeah, talking Oh, yeah, mate, about? you are an absolute fucker for just being like, and they invented spaceships. Prove it wrong. The Romans were clever people. Right. They literally invented how the ship. How to shit? <laughs> Before then, people were fucking digging, like fisting each other, like grabbing the shit out. They were like, "Wait, you could just yeah. squeeze? There's yeah. muscles up there. <laughs> you just plop a poop out." Mate, I've always plopping a poop out, mate. Mm-hmm. Hello and welcome. To the Goats Podcast, what I, as I like to call it sometimes, three opinionated white guys. I'm Vinny, and I'm going to be your host for today's episode. And with me, I have Mork and Sebek in the virtual studio. How are the two of you doing? I'm good. I'm actually really good. Um, nice. Had a had a had a good week. Just been chilling. Not much to report. I've pretty much told. Yeah, I've just listened to a bunch of Wu Tan. Mm-hmm. Wu Tang, Tang, and um, that's about it, really. I, mm. It's been pretty uneventful. I want to say more. Do you think my life's got less eventful in the last couple of months? Because it used to be fucking wild, didn't it? All Every day, you had so some normal, crazy yeah. story. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I've know. maybe they're still happening. I just you don't realize. Got... Yeah. Bit bored of it now. Yeah, standard. Well, I've just been out of my four-year-old son's birthday party. Mate, you're going to a four-year-old's birthday party. Yeah. Bit, bit noncy. <laughs> bit noncy, mate. You're getting put on a register <laughs> for that, mate. Hey, I, uh, he's got a lightsaber that he fucking loves. He's just been swinging it around like Obi-Wan Kenobi all day. What colour is it? It's Obi-Wan Kenobi's lightsaber. So I'm going to go tomorrow and buy Darth Vader so we can fight. Hell <laughs> yeah. Nice. Is Obi-Wan's green? Blue. Yeah. Oh, I, I, well, Anakin also had a blue one then. They both had blue. Yeah, blue, Anakin has blue. Obi-Wan has blue. Qui-Gon Jinn has it was green. Qui-Gon Jinn who had green, that's it. I always confuse the two. Luke has green when he builds his own lightsaber. Yeah. Obviously, Mace Windu has purple. Um, oh, yeah. Yoda's green, obviously. And um, fucking Ahsoka Tano goes, 
blue, red, and then she has white because she like finds the middle ground. And she has two mm. white lightsabers. <laughs> Fucking sick, man. The middle ground between blue and red is white. No, she like finds the middle ground within the force. Yeah. Isn't the middle ground supposed to be purple? Isn't that why Mace Windu has a purple? No. Actually, that's like the real law reason. No, the real law reason is that he's as close to you can get to being a Sith while still being a Jedi. So it's like almost red. He's like tinging into red. Because he like, he like fights more aggressively than like the rest of the right, Jedi should. Okay. Yeah. That's a nerdy chat for another time. But yeah, I'm all good. Vinny, how are you? How's your knee? Is it ouchy? It is ouchy. Have you got an ouchy knee? Oh, baby. Oh, baby, baby, <laughs> baby Vinny. My son's got an ouchy knee as well. I just tell him, come on, mate, get on with it. And he's like, yeah, all right. And he just fucking gets on with it. Oh, yeah. Didn't my girlfriend ouchy your son's knee? Yeah, he's not much of talking about it. I know. She actually <laughs> paid him off with a Kinder Egg. Yeah, he hobbles around going, oh, my knee hurts. And I'm like, I don't think it does, mate. It was four days ago. And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she but Luce was telling me when they went out he kept doing it and she was like look i know you fell over and i know your knee hurts but i can't do anything about it and then she was like if i give you a kinder egg will you stop talking about it and he said yes and he didn't talk about it for the rest yeah. of the day. <laughs> he fucking just knows like, what he wants mate and he gets she it. just yeah. bribed him off and was like please i don't want to hear about your knee anymore he's clever yeah. make a shiesty lawyer one day what's that net that thing from fucking Batman, Joker, where he's like, if you're good at something, don't do it for free. Well, that's what yeah, he's that's doing. Yeah, that's it, yeah, it? yeah. Cool. Anyway, sorry, I can't. Sweet. Just get, should we go, should we go? Should we, should we, should we, should we, should we? Should we goat into it? Should we do this? Sure. Is that like binary <laughs> or something? <laughs> you like one zero 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 one one zero zero? That means like, yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Honestly, your voice in that clip was so robotic. I don't even know if you did it on purpose. I don't know if I. Well, Sebek, you definitely don't remember. But Mork, do you remember when I used to have like a robot voice? Yeah. Yeah, it was like a thing. Like I, I, I would get nervous at school um, speaking in front of people, so I or used to just go full robot. Or McDonald's or. But then people thought it was fucking hilarious. So then. <laughs> I just kept on doing it, and it just became this thing that I would always do this robot voice whenever I yeah. talked in front of people, because people just loved it. I was like, I'll just carry on. People, hello, my name is Vinny. <laughs> nice to meet hello, you. Hello, my name is Vinny. Yeah, is that what you did? That's what you sounded like. Yeah, yeah well, maybe slightly <laughs> lo- uh, higher pitched. Yeah. So, hello, right, so just Vinny. to clarify, we you'd be you'd be chatting more like this, like all normal and that. Yeah, and then yeah. you'd be like, right, should we go out? And then half, just as soon as you got in front of someone else. Just more, just from your perspective, your best mate no, no, starts no, no, talking no. like a robot. No, no, no. Like we'd be in town just chatting normally. We were like chatting normally, and he'll like go up to like order his food at McDonald's or something, and he'd be like, "Um, please, can I have a cheeseburger?" And I'll be like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." If, but it right. would be like he'd, he'd be like, first it'd be the battle of like, "Mork, Mork, you can order my food," and I was like, "Nah, mate, I ain't." He's like, "Oh, go on, go on, just do it." I was like, <laughs> just "Fucking do it yourself." He's like, "Oh, fine." Hello, six chicken nuggets and a milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah. And the guy yeah. would be like, right, that's like £3.20 or whatever. He'd like throw him a bunch of change and the guy gives him some change back and Vinny would look at him and just go, blah, 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 you are 10 pence short, sir. <laughs> sir. And he'd be like, oh, shit, okay. <laughs> Give him some more money. <laughs> uh, 
Those are the days. Yeah. Those were the days. <laughs> All right. Do this whole episode in your royal voice, mate. <laughs> Ever since the Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since the Sopranos, there has been a shit load of money and talent poured into TV series. There have been countless masterpieces in the past 20 years that have put the quality of films to shame, such as Breaking Bad, recently The Last of Us, and even Game of Thrones, despite it ending halfway through the story around about 2016. We'll never know what really happened. (laughs) But despite these high-stakes, drama-filled modern tragedies being the talk of most TV watchers, the humble sitcom has remained a comfortable mainstay on our streaming platforms of choice. And at their worst, sitcoms are actually alright to just mong out on the sofa to, even the bad ones. But at their best, they're infinitely rewatchable and extremely contagious with how quotable they can be. And that's what I want to find out today. What are the best sitcoms out there? And which one sits upon the Iron Throne? Oh. I want to go first. No, I want to go first. Too tough shit, mate. Um, I'll let Craig go first. Hello. I really... Oh, what the fuck, you talked? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> horrifying. I'm a huge uh, fan of Rick and Morty. <laughs> he would, he probably, his favourite show would be Rick and Morty as well. Did you oh, see God. when he turned into a pickle? That shit fucking ruled. <laughs> ruffle, ruffle, ruffle. <laughs> Roar XD. You guys remember Rufflecopter? Ruffle, 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 ruffle. Oh, yeah, Christ. Right, yeah, Mork, I'll, I'll allow you to go first, and you have a seven-minute timer. Uh, no, I told you I needed I needed no, two hours. You're not, doing, you're not doing more than 15. It's, it's just the challenge is that's the whole point in the timer. No, yeah. I, no, I actually agreed with any I could do an hour. No, you didn't. If you do an hour, right, and I want you to know this, you will actually be responsible for my death. So just have that in your heart. What if you like it? I know what you've picked. I already know I like it, but I don't want to listen to you talking about it for what an hour. What have I picked then? Well, don't say it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Let's all just break the fourth wall. I just don't want to listen to you fucking waffling on for an hour. Mork, you got 15 minutes, but, like, when have we ever... Literally said like, ah, your time's up. You can't yeah. speak anymore. It'll like, be about Sebek's gone over minutes, quite a few we, times. If we just start fine. like fucking laughing so much and rolling on the floor and shit, I'm not responsible. If I if I ruffle so hard <laughs> that we have to pause have to the forfeit. <laughs> right. I do pause it when we ruffle. I, I'm good with the timer. Yeah. If you if you ruffle so hard that you fall off your chair, Seb, you automatically forfeit. <laughs> All right. Yeah. If I if I ruffle so hard, but now he's gonna try so hard not to laugh, he's gonna ruin my presentation. I'm gonna hold in the roughs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah. To be, at this point, it could be an absolute fucking lolla course, and I still wouldn't go over. Are <laughs> we allowed to say that? No. Yeah. <laughs> You're not allowed to say lolla course, mate. I can say lolla course. There was holocaust before the holocaust. Yeah, but they're all bad. Let's not make fun of any. Yeah. Let's not make light of any holocausts. I love that. Yeah, but they're all quite bad. Yeah, they're all quite bad. Right, Mork. Yeah, fifteen minutes. Okay. Right. So, 
as is well established, I'm a pretty funny guy. <laughs> Okay. And the thing that I like doing most in life is probably laughing. To me, laughing is like genuinely the most happy that you can be because you're you're so happy that your body forces you against your will to just make this bizarre noise completely involuntarily. You're literally so happy you cannot control your bodily functions. Have people been there, mate? It's like the ultimate happiness. Like you can't, you can't physically hold it in. It's not even your choice to just start fucking pissing yourself. So it makes sense that I would be big into comedy, which I am. It's probably, mm-hmm. it's probably my favorite genre of TV or film. Maybe Godzilla's second. Um, <laughs> Godzilla. <laughs> Godzilla. Yeah. Is that a genre? Of yeah. Godzilla. <laughs> Godzilla. <laughs> What's that fucking thing that's like? The four essential types of like story that have ever been told, like comedy, drama, tragedy, Godzilla. Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Since the Greeks, that's what we've always had. Comedy, <laughs> drama, and Godzilla. Had Godzilla. So now with sitcoms, there is an absolute ton of shit to choose from. And so I had to break it down a little bit. Firstly, I had to decide US or UK, because these countries often battle it out for the title of who does comedy best. Most of the time, they're very different, but there can be crossover, and I find the crossover ones to be the best ones from the US. So, the US has shows like Friends, Seinfeld, the US Office, Always Sunny. Some are really good, some are exceptional, some are a bit shit. you got shit like Modern Family as well. Stuff that I'm I quite not too like into. Modern Family, but you know, each their own. I much prefer the British sort of more depressing, laughing at people style of comedy that British people fucking thrive on. Hmm. And so I thought I would pick a UK comedy because by far my favourite shows are shows like Peep Show, The Office, Derek, Extras, Afterlife, basically anything made by Ricky Gervais. But the show I've picked is not one of Ricky Gervais's creations. And the show that I have picked is by far the GOAT. Genuinely, I know I say this every time, there is absolutely no competition. And I thought about several picks, but I, I, I literally could not sit here and argue for a show that wasn't this. When I knew that this show existed in my mind, I was like, I can't I can't pick another show. And the show that I've picked, it does actually have links with both Ricky Gervais and Peep Show, as the creators of the show helped launch Ricky's TV career and even shepherded Peep Show through Channel 4. The show I've picked does not have a single bad episode, genuinely. And it doesn't even have a single bad moment. It defined a generation of people. It influenced British culture forever and there's easily some of the most recognisable quotes in British television history. The show I've picked is the GOAT, it is the greatest, and one time its dad had a poker tournament with Danny Dyer and the Cray Twins. It's obviously the Inbetweeners. Oh. Yes! (laughs) 
I fucking love the Inbetweeners. And I even have a treat for you here today, my very own copy of the entire script of every single episode ever made. Wow. And I just want to read all of them to you. So let's start, shall we? Is this your script? Is your script just reading off the entire script of the show to us? <laughs> Pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> episode one, opening montage, exterior shot, school, Will in voiceover. Hi, I'm Will, and there are some things I hoped wouldn't happen in my life. My father would leave my mother, shot of Will crying into his mum's arms. I'm so sad. No, I'm joking, I'm not really going to do that. <laughs> that wasn't very funny, was it? <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> listen, the Inbetweeners ran from 2008 to 2010 which were my peak high school years. The show centres around four boys who are in sixth form and are around 17, 18. The four characters are Will, Simon, Jay and Neil. Will is the main character and narrator of the show, and the first episode sets up the basic premise. Will is a posh kid from a private school, and his dad has left his mum. She can no longer afford the school that he goes to, so instead he's sent to the local shit school. He gets off to a pretty bad start there, um, because Will is the most intelligent of the four, and he's very smug, and he genuinely believes he's above state school, because he's been privately educated. And the head teacher, Mr. Gilbert, who is played by the legendary Greg Davies, who used to be a school teacher, which is funny. Mm instantly takes a disliking to him, singles him out, and picks on him the entire run of the show. Admittedly, it is all basically Will's fault all of the time, because he's being yeah. a little smart-ass. Yeah. And Will also carries around a briefcase on his first day, and so is forever known by all of the kids in school as a briefcase wanker. <laughs> briefcase wanker. Of course. Classic. Even another very unpopular kid in school, which is Simon doesn't want to be associated with Will because he thinks he's a loser with shit hair and a briefcase, which is fair enough. But in, but Will is forced to tag along with Simon because Mr. Gilbert tells him to chaperone him as it's his first day. And Simon kind of introduces him to the rest of his friends, Jay and Neil. And that completes the foursome. Fearsome foursome. Now, Simon is probably the most normal of the four, but he is irrationally obsessed with his childhood crush, the girl he's lusted after since she was eight, Carly Tomato. <laughs> and no, I'm not being weird. That is a, that is a line from the show. <laughs> he lusted after an eight-year-old? <laughs> it's pretty still pretty weird. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That is one of the best lines of dialogue in any fucking comedy. Here's the thing about this show, that every single line you hear, you'll be like, that is one of the best lines of dialogue. Every line of dialogue in this show is fucking golden, right? He's iconic. And he often goes on fat rants and swearing fits when he inevitably fucks up every single social situation he's presented with. Neil is the dumb one. He's lanky, he's gormless, and he's just a fucking dumbass. But somehow he's surprisingly good with the ladies. At one of Jay's parties, he fingered a bird. And then at a caravan club party, he fingered a bird. Winner, winner. I fingered a bird. I fingered a bird. Exactly. Every line you just love. And then we have Jay. Jay is a bullshitter. 
Mm. One time, he and his mates took a pedalo and they went all the way to Africa. <laughs> when he worked at his dad's firm last summer, he spent the entire time jumping diggers over cement mixers and he got a grand at the end of the week. <laughs> also a lie. <laughs> <laughs> and one time... Uh, and one time a cow charged him so he had to knock it out with one punch but then he had to leg it because the cow's mate saw what was going on and no word of a lie it stood up on its hind legs and started throwing milk at him from his tits (laughs) so yeah that's Jay and Jay works perfectly because we all know a Jay (laughs) Yeah, we do all know it, Jay. Yeah. yeah, the characters and the dynamic between these four guys is is perfect. It's perfect writing. Will and Simon they're close in the group because they're the most normal, and Jay and Neil are close in the group because Neil is dumb enough to believe all Jay's lies. So you have two subgroups within the main group, but all together they really are some of the biggest losers at school, and that's what makes this show so goddamn funny. They fail to get girls at every single turn. They're constantly being mocked and laughed at by their peers. And they constantly fuck everything up. And I mean everything. Will once waited all day to get on a roller coaster, specifically for the front row, only to be told that it's the last ride of the day and that there's only one seat on the front. He goes on a massive rant about how he's waited all this time and they fucking pushed in. Are they dumb enough that they think pushing in's all right? And he he exclaims, okay, fine, I'll sit there. I'll sit next to these inconsiderate assholes." And he looks to his left and sees three disabled guys with Down syndrome sat next to him. (laughs) I fucking love that bit. It is the (laughs) ultimate in cringe comedy. And seeing these guys suffer in the worst circumstances, they just, they also have this hilarious banter as well. A rolling theme throughout the entire show is that how fit Will's mum is. And in fact, it's actually the thing that they bond over first because they don't want to be friends with Will, but they see his mum come in and they're like, Will, is that your mum? She is fit. Yeah, I bang her. Uh, That's my mum. And so this Will's mum being really fit thing carries is basically what makes them friends in the first place because they invite him to the pub and they say you can only come if his mum's going to be there. But they just have great chemistry. The chemistry is amazing and it's unmatched. And I just wanted to go through and ad-lib some of my favourite bits from the whole series just to point out a couple of the funny moments. Okay. Number one is titled Fish in the Boat. Oh, I fucking love the fish in the boat. Will is trying to impress a girl, so he hires a boat, but all four of the boys bunk into the boat, and they just start pissing him off. So Jay throws a fishing line over the end of the boat, saying, oh, we're not going to fucking catch anything, because, you know, we're not even in the middle of the ocean, and one time, me and my mate pedaled all the way to Africa. (laughs) Eventually, they end up do randomly reeling in a fish, which is after... Jay has rocked the fucking boat around and knocked Simon in and now he's bollock naked and got his cock out. They reel in a fish and so Jay exclaims, what the fuck is that, a shark? (laughs) And lets (laughs) off a flare into the entire marina. (laughs) So there's a flare going off, there's a fish flapping around, Simon's bollock naked, Will's going mental, all of a sudden it calms down randomly because they all realise there's a fish in the boat and Neil just goes, we we'll have to kill it. We can't put it back in the sea. It's the kindest thing to do. 
They all look at Neil and he looks back down at the fish and punches it to death in complete silence. And then Will says, well, that was a dignified end. (laughs) (laughs) He looks, the first thing is, he looks so sad while he's just punching this fucking fish to death. He's brutalizing it. There's like blood on his face and shit. I love it. So disappointed. Also, when Jay lets off the flare and he's like, we need to see police. And he's like, what are we going to tell them? We caught the fish. What did you do that for? (laughs) Get the sea police out? What are you going to tell them? We're 100 metres from shore and we've caught a fish. Um, Also, the pissing the bed. They get really pissed that someone, um, the girl that Simon's trying to fuck sister's house. And um, Jay and Neil wake up in the morning pissing the bed and they just piss over absolutely everything while Simon's trying to shag his missus. And he's whacking his penis saying, get big, get big. Why won't you get big? <laughs> oh, yeah. And she's like, Simon, you're scaring me. And he's Simon like slapping his cock. And also <laughs> fucking Will eats a bonsai tree. Will eats a bonsai tree. It was all because Simon had a, had a tactical wank before having sex with her because Jay told him to do it. Well, didn't he also then like say to her like, oh, what if you just like put the condom on, on my cock, like w- using your bum? That'd be sexy. <laughs> yeah, he says, he says with Jay your mouth. To do yeah, he that. says with your mouth or bum. Yeah, how would you do that? <laughs> and, also, and also she's so like, good. he's like, maybe if I could just see your, see your tits. And she's like, no, I'm too cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, Talking about seeing God. tits, the next thing I've got written down here is Simon's dirty talk, and I thought I would actually read the script for this bit. Mm. So, Tara, which is Simon's girlfriend, and Simon are in their bedroom discussing when they're gonna have sex. Tara, so we can have lovely sex together. Simon, this weekend. Tara, yep. Simon, lovely. That will be lovely. The sex. Tara, you do want to make love to me, don't you? Simon, yeah. Tara, well, tell me then. Talk to me to get me in the mood. I like imagining things. Simon, um, is this like dirty talk? Tara, yes. Simon, just try it. It's naughty. Simon, okay. Um, I'd like to kiss your boobs. (laughs) Tara, giggling. Oh, good. I see. I like that. Simon, Good, okay. Well, God. My penis is really hard for you. Tara, ooh. And what are you going to do to me, Simon? Um, I'm going to fuck your fucking fanny off, you twat! (laughs) (laughs) He gets way too into it. (laughs) As he shouts this, his brother, Andrew Cooper, walks past the door. I love I'm gonna fuck your fucking oh, fanny off. I'm gonna you fuck twat. your fucking fanny off, you twat. Oh god. Oh what a moment. <sighs> Dear. I've got another one for you as well. Okay. This might be the last one because I might run out of time. Jay's finally got a girlfriend. <laughs> and even though he's been bullshitting about how many birds he's shagged for years, he's finally got one. And he is He's a really sweet guy to her. He's really nice to her, actually. He kind of shows his true colours when he's around her. But he's too needy. He's actually too clingy. Despite the bravado, he's too clingy to her. And so she dumps him. And then after she dumps him, 
This is the exchange between Will and Jay, who's just been dumped. Will, all right, you big puff. Can I say that? <laughs> yeah. You're just, you're just quoting yeah. a script. All right, you big puff. Where's your bit then? Thought you'd be out here up to your nuts and guts. Jay. <laughs> Jay. Nah. I had to uh, give her the boot. Will. Did you? But I thought you were really into her. Will sits next down to Jay. Jay. Nah. She was like frigid. She wouldn't have this threesome even though I'd organise it with a top lesser model and Jay's voice cracks as he starts to cry. My cock was too big for her! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Um, That particular moment in the show as well is so funny because obviously he's bullshitting, but Will recognises that he's genuinely upset, so he just doesn't say anything. He just puts his arm around him and consoles him. But as Jay cries, my cock was too big for her, honestly. It's so funny. And, like, there are just so, 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 so much more. I could literally sit and read this entire book for hours and hours and hours, and they'd all be amazing. Do you do you reenact it? Like, do you get Jen to, like, do you, do you like, yeah. memorise lines with her, and then you reenact it, like, in the bedroom? It's just like you get your rocks up as you are. Uh... Yeah. I just get my cock and just start slapping it. Get big! <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be fair i was there on the weekend and i did hear i'm gonna fuck your fucking fanny off you <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um and the quotes as well in between has left us with some of the best quotes ever bus wankers oh friend which um, you did the other which day which i did the other day exactly so i got ridiculed Iconic. even you know 13 years later or whatever um feisty one you are uh bumder Spread them, I'll be there in half an hour. <laughs> and what about the time Neil leads on a pedo and says, you've rubbed my legs. And Jay shouts at him, well, that's what you get for leading on pedos, you slut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, dear. also, one of my favourite bits is when uh, they're at the caravan club and uh, they're, they're at that like, like school disco-esque thing the caravan's like, park is hosting and... Mm. There's that girl that's interested in Simon, and Simon's like, "Right, I'm gonna go have sex with her." And Jay just like looks at him, pulls out a condom, gives it to him, like <laughs> winks at him, and goes, "Fill this one up for me, will you?" Yeah. Yeah. And like, gives him a little like cheeky grin. Yeah. <laughs> it's so Fill this grim. Up for me. It's so grim. <laughs> the Inbetweeners is a cultural phenomenon, right? It captures that time in British teenagers' lives when getting girls and drinking are all you can think about. And with these four boys, we all get to laugh at how pathetic their attempt is at doing just that. And as I said in the beginning, there isn't a bad moment. Every episode is absolute gold. There is not one episode you would want to skip. And The Inbetweeners is one of the most beloved shows in Britain. I have never, ever met anyone who doesn't find it hilarious or can't easily quote it. In fact, me, Vinny, and a couple of others even had an Inbetweeners watch party last year. And we watched the whole thing. Best fucking night ever. We watched the first two seasons. We didn't watch the last one. Yeah, where the fuck was I? Uh, I wasn't really friends with I don't think point. we were doing goats at that point, yeah. No, this is like years ago. But this is oh, during this is uh, Euros. the Euros. Because Euros I remember was, we yeah. watched England-Ukraine 
Yeah. In the semis. Sorry. But if you love the in-betweeners so much, Sab, you'll agree it's the GOAT and we can do another... We can do a GOAT in-betweeners watch party live for all the audience. They'd fucking love that. I feel deeply offended. But also, I'm slightly touched that Vinny called me his friend. So, you know. <laughs> Vinny, Seb, you are my friend. <laughs> not your friend. What do you mean? <laughs> no, no, you said we weren't friends at that point, which suggests that we are friends now. <laughs> which, again, to you. we have been doing... <laughs> we've been doing a podcast. We've been friends... <laughs> years and also I've been doing a podcast for the last year and a half yeah yeah. I'm glad you think of me as a friend <laughs> I've been to stay at your house like three times already oh mate Seb friendship affirmed <laughs> new friendship acquired but to me it's an icon it's perfect in every way it never stops being funny it never gets tired. It has no bad characters. It never seems to stale out or become a parody of itself. And I'm probably not even doing it justice to how fucking good the show is. I could genuinely talk all day about it and then some. It is the definitive goat. If you've never seen it, I despair. You must mm. watch it. It's it's the best sitcom of all time. It just absolutely is. I'm done. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. A little bit over. <clears throat> yeah, quite a lot over, but that's fine. Um, nah, do you know what? It is a fucking banger, mate. It's not as good as mine, but it is a banger. Yeah, the in-betweeners, like, it is the perfect show to, that encapsulated that time frame when you're, like, a, like a late teenager mm. and you're, like, first getting into drinking and you're, like, talking to girls and you're making finger a girl and... in the back of your car, you know. Yeah, driving around, like, going to clubs and shit. Like, it just perfectly encapsulates that like culture that lifestyle mm. the even like like the banter you have with your friends where all your mates yeah. are just like all, just out to fucking get you like we're all just out to get each other but like that's like the fun the fun of it mm. yeah, i think it's the most it's one of the most relatable shows i think i've ever seen yeah like breaking bad's fucking great but how re- you can't really relate to Walt's stress as a high school drug dealer but I mean, you I can do, relate but, yeah. to the in-betweeners so easily because you've been at school when like a girl has talked to your mate and he's got a hard on or just all of this crazy stuff. But again, you get to laugh at their attempt at doing it because it's so much more pathetic than your attempt. But it's it's also yeah. so relatable. I love it. I love it. It's probably it might even be my favourite tip like show ever. I fucking love it so much. I mean I've got I've literally got every single word ever spoken in it. <laughs> yeah. Does that have the movies as well? No, it's only the series. Doesn't have the movies. Oh, okay. Yeah, which are also good. Yeah, they are good. They are good. I'd say they the series good. is still better. I'd definitely say. better. But the movies weren't one of those like, oh shit, they're making this into a movie and it's rubbish. They're they're really. There's good still some still. really funny jokes in those movies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, in between is great shout. Um, it is. Uh, the one thing I would say with the in between is is that it's so deeply British. Like I. I don't know if you'd understand a lot of the humour if you weren't British. Like, for example, I remember years and years ago, I was on a holiday with my family and my uh, my cousin was there as well. But my cousin's Canadian. Mm. And, he, you know, he didn't grow up in England. So, like, he didn't understand a lot of the jokes. We, we, but we watched the first movie, the Inbetweeners movie. And the funny thing is, every joke that like we we're all just absolutely like in in tears over like creasing over mm. he was just like deadpan like completely like face silent like 
Nothing. Didn't get it. And then every joke that like we didn't really laugh at, he was like laughing hysterically. Mm. It was the craziest thing ever because it's like you think like culturally you might be pretty similar to someone who's Canadian. I mean, they speak English. Mm. Like how different they could they be? But like their their humor and just like what they relate to is just so yeah, completely different. different and yeah. it's yeah and well I, that is the one caveat i would say with in between is is yeah it's extremely it's british yeah but to britain it's like one of the most important shows i think of the past like 50 years or 40 yeah. years i mean i don't know, fucking know i've only been around for 26 years but the only evidence <laughs> i would i would say contrary to your claim is that they made a u.s version yeah but shit they made one season of a u.s version where they really usified the comedy like you didn't have bus wankers, you had bus turds, and like it was, it was so bad, it was cancelled after after one season. And the impression I get is that America had already liked the in betweeners; they just would rather the in betweeners. There was already a little bit of a cult following; they just didn't like the American version. I don't think so. I think it just wasn't translated well. Get wrecked. I disagree. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Neither of us will really know, but that's that's wow. just what I thought from what I was reading. I mean, but I'm I'm the one with the the opinion that holds yeah, the weight here, the to be honest, because <laughs> I get to choose who wins. I think you forgot that. Fuck that shit. Uh, no, but that was great. That was great. That was great. Um, so I do have a a little fucking quiz, but we are forty minutes into this recorder. Already. That's my bad. I'm, yeah. I'm happy to just jump straight on. We don't we don't always have to do a quiz if we don't want to. A few moments later. Yeah, I just I, yeah I think sitcoms just don't run. I guess past like ten seasons very often just because like you know if they're really just big. get old and tired. Yeah, yeah, actors just get old. You just get tired of that. Mm. Yeah. Um, the in between has only needed eighteen episodes to be crowned the goat. That 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 does work in its favor because it's like it's so tightly knit. There, you're oh, right. Yeah, there yeah. isn't a bad yeah. episode in the between. Is you're very yeah. much right on that. And that is a that is a sign of a good show. The writers That's quality, knowing, yeah, it's consistent in quality, not yeah. to stretch it out. It's like I love the US Office, but the last two seasons are. It's, yeah. season eight is a little. The last season's bit better, but the second to last season is fucking diabolical. When like Will Ferrell's there, like, I I I don't find it entertaining in the slightest. It's interesting you talk about characters like becoming done or the actors becoming boring. One of the conscious decisions made in always, in It's Always Sunny was for the characters to have no character development, which sounds really stupid. But when you develop characters too much, you end up solving all their problems yeah. and then it becomes impossible to develop stories around them. Whereas they made very sure that those characters stay the same or get worse which means that then your possibilities for them to find interesting narratives are like more varied. Whereas like they said specifically, like, I don't know, like Dennis's character, like if he became less of a narcissist, what does he bring to the show? Yeah. Yeah. So like him, you could do maybe one fantastic episode of him understanding, Oh my God, I'm a narcissist and coming to terms with that. But what do you do from there? Then, then his character's no longer interesting. Yeah, I think also just because It's Always Sunny is, it's almost like an, an anti-sitcom in the sense that all the characters are bad people, like, and they, yes. the whole thing is they get that comeuppance. It's actually, like, Seinfeld was like that, basically, before Always Sunny. Like, I can see it was definitely inspired by Seinfeld, but, in fact, actually, funnily enough, I did read earlier, 
Larry David had a um a motto for the show basically called it's like no sharing, no hugging. So basically at the end of the episode, no one hugs and like, oh, I learned an important lesson today. Like that was like the number one rule when writing for Seinfeld. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like they do not learn their lesson. That's the point. They're all just fucking yeah. jackasses. A hundred percent. The best the best moment I haven't picked Curb because I haven't watched that much of it, mm. but one of the single greatest comedy beats of all time is the episode of curb where he invites a guy over who's a survivor and a guy over who's been on the show survivor and the guy who's a survivor survived the holocaust and the guy who the guy who's from the show survivor and they're having a dinner party and the guy who survived the holocaust is like getting increasingly angry with the guy who survived the show survivor and then larry's in the middle being like give him some credit the show survivor's really hard and he's like have you not heard of the holocaust and it just like fucking it just gets like more and more out of hand it's uh, fucking incredible i gotta watch more kirby, kirby enthusiasm yeah. that show is so fucking funny yeah, and I the bit where he walks in either. and his fucking lawyer is like basically doing like Jew face. He like realizes that his lawyer's a Swede, <laughs> oh, but yeah, he's like got yeah. all these like Jewish artifacts. He's like, why do you have this? That's a Jewish thing. And he's like, a friend gave it to me. And he's like, you're pretending to be a Jew. And then yeah. he's like, where are you from? And then he, yeah. she, he's like, I'm from Sweden. And he's like, you're a Swede. She's going to get everything. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. I fucking love that. Oh God. Oh, right. Fuck me. Right. Anyway. Last bonsai. Seb. That's it. Ass Blaster 4000, Vinny. <laughs> Sub, mate. Take us home. Will do. Take me home. Mario. It's a me. Mario. Anyway, look, as Vinny can attest to, I really went back and forth on what my pick for this was going to be. Um, pick Peek behind the curtain to stop the D.B. Cooper incident happening again. We do somewhat convene to make sure that we don't pick the same episodes generally speaking only one person will know what everyone's picked and then we will try and sort of make sure mm. that not everyone knows but Vinny was asking me up until this afternoon said what are you picking and i was like oh no, no. so i don't want you to just pick in between us and, and be like oh yeah i wrote a script for it and be like for fuck's sakes <laughs> no yeah, no yeah yeah no but um look i was gonna pick it's always sunny which i've recently started watching and I think is fantastic, but I felt that I hadn't watched enough of it to say it was the goat. Like, do you know what? I, I kind of felt like it wasn't... Sounds silly, but I felt like it wasn't my place. Like, I'm not enough of a fan of It's Always Sunny to yeah. be like, this is the best show ever. You haven't then got I was, the script book. I don't have the script book. Um, I was going to do Black Books, which I fucking love. Mm. I mean, it's a real underrated gem, which is Dylan Moran... Bill Bailey, Tamsin Grieg, and their adventures in this sort of semi-failing bookshop. And I absolutely love it. However, the guy who wrote that, Graham Linehan, who also wrote the IT crowd and Father Ted, has recently started to say some fucking dark stuff about trans people. And not like, oh, he just said some like slightly on the... Like, he described... He didn't J.K. Rowling it. He, he, no, uh, no, he didn't wasted it. He equated children who feel that they're trans being given puberty blockers to the Nazi science experiments performed on the Jews in the Holocaust. <laughs> what like the he, fuck? He said that on national television. Yeah, that's not great. And what? then I looked into it and it wasn't like a one-off. He said it repeatedly. It's like an ingrained feeling. 
and I was like, okay, as much as I love Black Books, I don't want to like blow the trumpet because Mm. the trouble is when you say a show is great, you're saying the people who wrote it is great, and I do think Black Books is great, but I don't want to blow his trumpet. Um, Right. Now, then I thought. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, massive comfort show for me. Mm. And it manages to seamlessly stitch together this kind of silly and the serious when it comes to the NYPD. And especially recently with like the stuff that's been going on in America with the with the um, police brutality that's been happening and been brought into focus. They've really dealt with that in a way that's very impressive, like really impressive. There's like, yeah. you'll be laughing and then suddenly you're like, oh, this is really serious. And because you learn to like giggle at these characters when like the black police officer gets pulled over outside his house when he's gone to look for his kid's doll that they dropped on a walk you're like oh that's fucking horrible Hmm. but i just thought and this i I feel harsh even say but i did think the show's a bit vanilla it's not one of those shows Hmm. that's like groundbreaking i think it's brilliant and i've watched loads of it and i still watch it now it's like a real like if i want to go to sleep it's like comfort food to me but I don't think it's the goat. Yeah, it's like Mackey's. It's comfort food. It's, yes, it's easy, exactly. it's digestible, yeah. it's always there for you, but you're not, like, dreaming about it's it. It's not the best ever, yeah. Yeah, um, and then I thought about what we do in the shadows, but again, I'm not sure there's been enough seasons, and I, again, it's very silly, it's very funny, but I, I'm just not sure it's there. But then I remembered, and I really suddenly, like, you know when you're like, oh, fuck, how did I not think of that? It hit me, it was mm. obvious. A show that as a teenager I was obsessed with, a show that made me feel properly understood. Mm-hmm. Oh, a show no. that made me feel that being nerdy was okay. Big Bang Theory. And a show with a laugh track so that I knew that it was funny. It's Big Bang Theory. The Big Bang Theory. One of the all-time greats. Yes, my favourite show. Oh, you but actually picked I... the Big Bang Theory? Have you actually <laughs> but... picked the Big Bang wait, Theory? Wait, 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 wait. But what if I told you <laughs> there's a show better than the Big Bang Theory? No way. Oh, thank fuck for that. That took greatness and elevated it to a point of godlike quality. Young Sheldon. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Young Sheldon follows the struggles of the Big Bang Theory's titular main character, Sheldon Cooper, as he navigates the challenges of being a high-functioning, autistic pain in the ass, whose quips never cease to stop sounding like nails on a chalkboard. This is bullshit. This is one enormous raz. Bazinga! I'm not doing Young Sheldon. <laughs> you got us. But... Sheldon is a physicist and his mate Howard is an engineer and in season 8 Howard, I think it's season 8 goes to space Mm -hmm. and I've picked the Channel 4 two season wonder Spaced written Ah. by Simon Pegg Mm. and Jessica Haynes directed by Edgar Wright and starring Pegg, Haynes, Frost Mark Heap and a whole bunch of British comedy royalty is fucking incredible. The show only ran for two seasons from 1999 to 2001 and had just 14 episodes. And yet I truly believe it's the GOAT. First and foremost, the show's production is like a love letter to pop culture, but not in an overboring, overdone way, in a grungy, risk-taking, slightly inappropriate way. 
The whole thing is filled to the filled to the brim with references to other films, comic books, and video games. So much so that on the DVD commentary, they have something called the homage meter that keeps a running tally of every reference in the episode. But it's more than just references. The show is a love letter to cinema and it's filmed cinematically. The show has a visual language with things like pan cuts, dolly zooms and POV sequences that you don't normally get in a sitcom. Like Mm. there is thoughtful cinematography within the show. Peep Show is all POV. Yeah, that's yeah. To be fair, Peep Show does that, but it doesn't. It does it the never one. It diverts from that. That's it's, just, that's like, just its niche. One of the things that it does loads is like, you know, there's that really famous thing they always do in every Star Wars show film where they have the credits rolling through space, mm. and mm. then it will like pan to a planet, and then a spaceship will come in, and yeah. it's like a pan cut transition. They do like loads of that, which is difficult. It's not easy to do, and that's why it's so impressive. And in the same way that I actually do get from It's Always Sunny, but I think this gives me more so, is the show feels kind of unhinged and refreshing. Mm. The entire show has an EDM soundtrack and the constant use of hard drugs by the main characters makes the whole thing feel genuinely exciting and even though it came out 20 years ago, still feels very relevant. On top of this, the whole thing is filled with fantastically well-written characters. Simon Pegg and Jessica Haynes play Tim and Daisy, a pair of young drifters who pretend to be in a relationship to get a flat that's only being leased to couples, even though they only just met. Mm. Tim is hard-working but immature, and he works as a comic book artist, which he supplements, quote-unquote, by working at a comic book store, which is basically his full-time job. Right. <laughs> Daisy, on the other hand, is a rich girl who's turned her back on her parents to live her life as a travelling writer, but spends most of her time on the dole. And I think alone, those two characters are very, like, notice, like what they called, relatable. Like, they're two characters we've all met. There's someone who, like, immature, but probably grew up in a slightly tougher background, knows what hard work is, but he's now somehow met, like, as one's going up the ladder and one's slipping down it, um daisy who's like a posh girl from from wealth but mm. has just like decided for the fun of it to live as like a bit of a studenty bum for a bit but you know mm. the whole time that if she wanted to she could just go back to her mum and dad and like everything would be fine mm. yeah yeah nick frost plays mike an ex-member of the armed forces reserved who was reserves who was kicked out for taking a tank to disneyland mark heap who you'll probably know as Jim from Friday Night Dinner, plays their neighbour, Brian, a relatively successful but incredibly eccentric artist. And again, this sort of, again, like, they treat him as though he's, like, almost lower. Like, they're, like, bum drifters Mm. who are renting this flat. And then Brian's, like, their downstairs neighbour, and they're like, oh, yeah, maybe we'll hang out with him. We feel bad for him. But he's actually by far and away the most successful. He makes a decent living from art. He's got a nice flat and all this stuff. But because they're all just young and self-absorbed, they look at him like he's, like, the weird one. And, again, I just think that's so relatable. Um, 
And then finally, Michael Smiley as Tyres O'Flatley, a bike messenger and raver who is constantly either coming up or down on ecstasy and is prone to sudden dancing and mood swings. I love and him. the cut sequences with him where it like flash cuts all over and he's yeah. like suddenly looking at the phone and he's like, one minute he's like telling them to get off their fucking arse, get off the dole and do some fucking work. <laughs> and then the next minute he sat down like just like, Hey man, you doing okay? Yeah, honestly, like my favorite bits in the show, I think, are just when like he just hears like a repetitive noise, like a boop, boop, boop. Yeah, boop, and, and he just and starts fucking going. And then he just hears all these different things, like room, room. You know, like everything's just like and there's like, like a, a fucking he's, yeah. he's having a fucking there's like a clock the going in the background, and it all starts like coming together. There's yeah. a bit where they're waiting for him to leave, and like the phone's going, and then Daisy starts boiling the kettle, yeah. and then so and then fucking um, Simon Pegg's character Tim's like. He like shakes his head and he like runs over and pulls the phone off the yeah. cord and like turns the kettle off and then and then and then he slaps tires and tires is like huh yeah. and then he like comes back round but also just fucking tires is great. There's a bit where tires comes in and he's like by the way you owe me twenty quid and then they do this whole thing and then just before he leaves he's like do you want to come out later and he's like oh no I'm a bit tight and then Tim goes to tires. Oh, by the way, can I borrow 20 quid? And he just gives him the 20 quid straight back. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking incredible. And yeah. then for some reason, every time he leaves, he does like a cockney goodbye. And he's like, all right, geezers. And he like whizzes <laughs> off down the stairs. Yeah. Fucking incredible. And there's so many, like, I wouldn't even call them cameos because they weren't famous at the time. Mm. But it was just like that group of comics who are now famous. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure Martin Clunes is in it. Bill Bailey's definitely in it. Yeah, mm. He plays Bilbo, Tim's manager yeah. of the comic book shop, Bilbo. who fires Tim who fires Tim for yelling at a child who asked to buy Jar Jar Binks merch. Yeah. Because he's still he's still got PTSD from the Phantom Menace. Space came out like in what, 2000, 2001? So that mm. was like fresh off the heels of um Phantom Menace and like people with nerds all over the world were still like fucking hell George Lucas what have you done (laughs) (laughs) fucking incredible there's a really funny bit where Daisy's come back so basically Daisy in that season two the first episode of season two, Daisy's gone traveling because she made a very small amount of money off of writing and spunks it all on going traveling and then Tim who's been working really hard has like struggled to pick up work because he's been fired for the Jar Jar Binks thing and Daisy goes in and gets caught out because she's obviously just gone traveling. And then it looks like um, Tim's also not going to get his dole money. And then the woman asks him, like, what really happened at the comic book store, Tim? Why did you get fired? And he just goes, the Phantom Menace. And then she looks at him and goes, Jar Jar Binks. And then he gets put on the dole for like a year, like no questions asked. It's fucking great. Um, but... It's not just the comedy royalty that makes this. I think the thing I want to stress the most, and it's difficult to say this without seeming wanky, Mm. but the show is just clever, but not in an it-knows-it's-clever way like Rick and Morty, because I actually don't think... And I I like Rick and Morty, it's got good episodes, but I don't think it's as clever as... Maybe not as clever as it thinks it is, but it's not as clever as its reputation suggests it is. I don't think it's clever at all. It's completely random, but... Because it's like they want, yeah, it's almost like they want to portray being cleverer than they really are. And people get yeah, sucked into that. But it's not at all. It's not supposed to even be. I don't I think it's supposed, no. it's supposed to be like silly. Like. Whereas Spaced is very well thought out. Uh, you know, that is the truth of it. Mm. For instance, 
the opening sequence of the first episode is so good. And you can watch the first episode on YouTube. It's been uploaded by Channel 4. Oh, really? So you can watch the whole first episode. Mm. Um, and on the first episode is a conversation that appears to be, to be, uh, that appears to be between the two main characters. Tim is talking to his girlfriend who's kicked him out and he's begging for a second chance. Daisy is making bad excuses and talking about her new boyfriend. However, when the scene ends and Simon walks away, the camera pans round and it's obvious that he was actually outside a different house and the two mm. scenes were going on parallel to each other. Daisy, on the other hand, was actually just talking to a homeless man who'd asked her for some money <laughs> and she didn't want to give him any. And that reveal makes her look like such a prick and it's <laughs> so funny. She's just like, sorry, my boyfriend's inside and it's just fucking great. And then like, sight cuts to Simon Pegg and he's like, your boyfriend? Oh God, I knew it was him. It's just, the whole thing is yeah. fantastic. Another classic scene is when Tim takes too much speed and thinks he's inside the game Resident Evil. And the POV shot of him killing zombies around the flat directly inspired the film Shaun of the Dead, which went mm. on oh. to be written by Simon Pegg and Edgar, and Ed, I knew he said Edgar Davids and Edgar Wright, and stars, I believe, every main character in Spaced is in, is in Shaun of the Dead, yeah. although some of those are cameos. And actually, interestingly, Dylan Moran, who's in Black Books, is also in... Yeah. Uh, Shaun of the Dead. He gets mm. ripped apart. Yeah. Oi, Edgar. <laughs> you know, Oi, Edgar. You never made you it. never made it. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But above all the films it inspired and the careers it launched and the re- amazing references, that's not why I love space. Mm. Why I love space is I truly believe it's the most accurate representation of being in your early 20s and living in a scabby house share. From going to wanky art shows that you don't understand to sitting on the sofa, blazed out of your mind playing PS2. It is the epitome of just being 20 and clueless, but thinking that you know exactly what's going on. And while other shows might try and imitate friendship, nothing other than space imitates the endless, everything is important, nothing has any meaning cycle that being 20 to 30-ish and living with your mates or maybe even some people that you barely know in a house share. Nothing does that like Spaced. And nothing makes me feel genuinely nostalgic for those times other than watching Spaced. And I, there's something about that weird collective group of people that you get when you live in a house share. I had it, video I'm sure you've had it, where like you're living with someone you knew someone you kind of know. There's people always around the house, but some of them don't even live there. And there Mm. seems to be these constant adventures that have almost no consequence. They'll be like, oh my God, so-and-so's really hungry and he's lost his wallet. And now that's our whole fucking weekend. And that's all we talk about. And we might even try and score some weed and we don't have any money. And now we're going to have to phone a new dealer and it's going to be a whole thing. And then the next week comes and it's just on to the next fucking one. There's just this constant revolving cycle of meaningless adventure. Mm. And that is like what being that age is. And I, I think space nails that. But most of all, and I think the reason that Vinny, you will agree, is the GOAT, mm. is above all of those things, it has a Yub Nub reference. That's minus one. After watching the end 
of the final original Star Wars film, Simon Pegg's character is in tears, talking to Brian, the artist, trying to explain chaos theory with tears in his eyes, as in the background, you hear, yup, nup, do-do-do-do-do-do, yup, nup. <laughs> and that's why it's the goat. <laughs> Uh, feisty one you are the timer literally just went off (laughs) that was perfect but 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 i fucking love spaced if it doesn't win i don't give a shit everyone who's listening to this please go and watch spaced Mm. it might be fucking almost it's over 20 years old yeah if you have lived as a student or just a bum fucking a bum fucking 20 year old which i i was not a student but i still live that life it will resonate with you there's a series where they go to a fucking art show and despite being 20 years old and way ahead of its time they have a whole fucking pitch perfect art show scene and it's just fucking great Mm. it's so perfect Mm. i fucking love space and if you've never seen the in-betweeners and you want to see a bunch of guys rip their mate's dad for being gay and a pedo then watch the in between us. <laughs> Can I just give an honorable honor mention? I meant to say this at the start. Mm-hmm. I almost picked Blackadder. I don't think Blackadder. Uh, yeah. I think the, only the fourth season of Blackadder is exceptional. The second, the third. You okay, mate? Pardon me. The th- yeah, I get really bad. <laughs> don't pardon. die live on podcast. We don't have any insurance. The fourth <laughs> season is acceptable. No, it's exceptional. The third season is very good, and the first two seasons are weird. And the first season itself is bizarre. It's like weird that it even got picked up because it's nothing like the other ones. Mm. Um, it's basically Mr. Bean, but in the olden time. It's yeah. very strange. <laughs> He's like Blackadder's like an idiot in that one, and then um, yes. the other dude's like gets a bit clever. smarter. Yeah, yeah, it's very strange. But yeah. um, I didn't pick Blackadder, but I just want to give credit to my favorite joke of any sitcom of all time, which is when. Blackadder's in hospital and they're looking for a German spy and there is a guy who's been entrenched in Germany for so long, quote, that he's, like, allegedly he started speaking with a German accent. Yeah. And George, who's the posh idiot, turns around to him and goes, Hans, you haven't seen any German spies around, have you? And Hans goes, nine! And he goes, nine? Bloody hell! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's just fucking of course incredible. that's your favorite joke in the oh, history that's of humanity so clever that's so clever it's fantastic oh, yeah. nine and nine is so clever <laughs> nine bloody hell i just love that's it that's such a dad joke that's <laughs> yeah, such a dad joke uh, even though i would be ashamed of that and i i made the barack obama joke i fucking love black dude I feel like space is kind of underrated. I don't hear many people talk about it, but I watched it it's so underrated. quite recently and it was really fucking good. And it's basically just like the exact same humor as as Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead and, you know, World's End. Mm. Like the exact same like quick shot to this like thing. Like it's very like random, but like in a very fun and exciting way, I think. I've There's not a show that I've... That's, even remotely like it in style i feel it's it's very no no it's very difficult i think it's that like it does have like a um a visual language which i think a lot of sitcoms don't have yeah i think it's more common in like those like in if anything in those big budget dramas you were talking about at the start of the show Mm. and even those don't have like a visual language in the same way this has a visual language like it's very like cinematically produced 
Yeah, like the 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 camera is a part of like the joke a lot of the time. Like the, yes, the, the, or, the yeah, yeah, always. Yeah, zoom ins and fucking all that good shit. Yeah, no, Space is a fantastic show. I really like it. Um, Mork, you haven't seen Space, have you? I think I've seen some of it, but I haven't okay. seen all of it. I haven't sat. I couldn't sit down and recall you it, but I definitely have seen some of it. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I know it's that that one TV show that they made together. Other than yeah, Hot yeah, Fuzz before and yeah, else. yeah. I think I mentioned it when I was when we did a goat parody film as well because I picked Hot Fuzz. Yeah. Oh yeah. That. Yeah. I've also I've also actually seen like I feel like people like Tom Scar, you know, people who did like the guy who did Astaff movie. That feels very like the comedy feels very much alike like to Spaced. I feel. Yeah. Um, and it's like it's very quirky and zany. That's like how I'd yeah I'd describe definitely it. definitely. And that episode where he turns into a pickle. Oh, mate. Incredible. <laughs> Son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> Son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> uh, right. That leads me to crown a winner. And I have made up my mind. And I think for the cultural reasons. Shit. <laughs> could be anyone. Could be anyone. For the cultural reasons... I feel like I'm going to have to hand it over to the in-betweeners because yeah, uh, there is so many people who still quote the in-betweeners. It was so big and oh, I think it, I feel like it holds up. I, I, I maybe yeah. not, maybe not a hundred percent to how it, how it was, because I think as a kid, it was like, I was like, hell yeah. I like, I want to get like pussy. You know what I'm saying? When, like when you're older <laughs> and you realize every episode is just about getting, getting into a girl's knickers, like that, them trying to shag some bird. Like you're like, holy fuck. Were we all just that rampantly horny back then? But I think we were. That's why it holds yes. up. Because you, can, be, so you relatable. can look back and see it from a different light now. Yeah. yeah. Like you used to watch, it as if it was you or people you knew and yeah. now you can watch it and be like i fucking remember being like that that's so funny it's yeah. so it was so cringy yeah also that just to be fair some of the imitators does really well mm. and i think a lot of shows struggle to hit is the constant talking about sex that you do as a teenager yeah. mm. despite the fact that none of you have seen a pair of genitalia from either the opposite or your own gender ever in your life. Yeah. You're like, I fucking oh the sound of fucking fingering is sweet music to my ears. You've, ne- you've you never you've never never That's heard. so funny that you know observe that because the first words Jay utters is they walk into the toilet and Jay goes, All I'm trying to say is I'm just really good at shagging now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Neil's like, he's like oh really why he's like oh, I've just shagged so many birds he's like what do you do like how do you do it do you just like go really deep he's like yeah sometimes he's like do you put the balls no. in he's like yeah some of them like it and it's like neither and of them have any idea and it's just and there's perfect. that bit where he's like he's like do you do, he's like do you bump or do you grind and he's like yeah. when you're as good as me you can kind of do both yeah <laughs> and then there's that like, bit where he's, he's, when he's showing them the caravan he's like yeah so I was having an audio yeah, I was fingering one up here and I was fingering one down there I was shagging her on the sofa and I was just toe fucking the one on the floor yeah it's, it's like and the one on the floor is just toe fucking oh uh, didn't even mention Jay's dad in the whole presentation because Jay's dad walks in he's like is Jay telling you where to shag the pillows because he thinks me and my mum don't know about that it's like yeah. oh. he always just fucking rips him in front of his friends and yeah. then Jay's, Jay's like oh, dad oh, is the worst dad. cheers dad yeah, yeah cheers yeah. Oh, also cheers, dad, Simon's yeah. dad when he's like when, oh, yeah, when he climbs great. into Carly's room and he's like I've been looking up he's like if when he, he's like, I got the wrong room. I was going for Carly's room. And he's like, 
oh, thank Christ for that. I've been looking up chemical castration all morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, and then he's like, Will's been talking about camping. And he's like, oh, yeah, some fresh air will do you good. And no kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, it is. Yeah, in my opinion, it's like the perfect sitcom. I can't think of a badly written character or a bad moment. Like everything's fucking gold. So I'm, I'm so relieved that it won because I, I would be just raging. I couldn't sit and listen to anything being called the goat when the in betweeners exists. It's my absolute favorite. Do you know what? It's the Don. I concede that you picked a good answer. Danker. I think you picked a good answer Vita. as well. Me? Yeah, Space is a great show. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Space is banging. I, do, I, I think you're right. I don't think it can live up. I would argue... I'd say it's, I'd say it's more, I would say it's more clever, more cleverly written, more cleverly... I mm. think it's, there's more stuff, there's more depth to it, I feel. But I, I just went off like the cultural thing. I think that was the biggest one for me. I think what I could... If I'd known what Mork had picked, and that's why it's lucky that we don't know, is that I didn't go on the look how many careers it spawned how many films have been made, mm. how many stars mm. have been born because of this show. And that is a big cultural impact. But I didn't talk about that. Yeah. So mm. it didn't come up. But there is an argument to be had there. Like, yeah, yeah we all quote right. the in-betweeners. But think about, you know, Peg, Frost, Jessica Haynes, fucking Baby Driver, which does have a pedo in it. But apart from that, it's fucking incredible. Oh, yeah, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, I know. Do you remember when he was like, do you know what will make people forget I'm a pedo? in fucking 2018 is if I come out as gay and everyone was like, yeah, that's fine. You're still a pedo. You're a gay pedo, mate. <laughs> everyone was like, no, he's a gay pedo. Like, that's yeah. not the anything. Wasn't it, uh, he came out, like, well, it, came, it all came out that he was a pedophile and then he was like, yeah, but I'm a gay pedophile, guys. Yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, like, and people were like, Yeah, because it, <laughs> it, it was a boy that accused him, wasn't it? And he was like, yeah, yeah, but... That means I'm I gay, I right? <laughs> I didn't straight fuck him as a pedo. I was a gay pedo. Yeah. And, and like, everyone was oh, like, oh, okay. Oh, so funny <laughs> really misjudged the whole like yeah. woke movement <laughs> yeah 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 he's like holding a rainbow flag it's like it's okay i'm gay they're like you're a pedo <laughs> shit well i love that i fucking love talking about all that stuff it's fucking great yeah i'm gonna yeah that was a great episode gang I, yeah That's i really enjoyed episode. i really enjoyed it but i do feel like i'm gonna have to cut a lot of it because it is sort of just you guys being like remember this one scene and then the other person be like yeah i love that scene <laughs> it's so Christ hard to not you, that, you can you, you can cut out a bunch of my ones yeah may i still quote yeah. what's it after she says that he's like it's yoda and she's like i just thought you had asperger's or something Are you sure yeah. you don't have asperger's? oh that's what yeah. you're doing yeah that's what I you're you doing. Had or something. <laughs> that's what yeah, you're that's doing. That's what she sounds like. She's oh, Irish. Like She's a little Irish. Fucking hell. That's how he's doing. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you very much for listening to Goat Sitcom. That was a very funny one for us. Hopefully, it was for you too, listener. Um, do we know the next uh, episodes? Um, yeah, we should do. Give me- we can do scientist or bottle slash choke. Um, I'm more in a sciencey mood, but I could I could choke it. We could do scientists. We could do scientists. Mork, science is the one with the um with the nature and the chemistry and that. Yeah, Rick Sanchez is a scientist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wubba dubba dub dub. Yeah. <laughs> Wubba lubba dub dub. Very good, Mike. Very good, Michael. Very good. You're learning. 
Also, big credit to Michael, who a massive part of his fucking speech there was reading verbatim. Mm. He was. I learned it. Do you know how I actually learned it? Our reading go like that with that book I did learn it from. If you did that while swimming and riding a bike, what a fucking day that would be. (laughs) Two things I can also do. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. Oh, I love you. Um, yeah, so tune in next week for Goat Scientists, where I uh, come up, I'm pitted against Sebek, and I'm sure Sebek will pick some fucking Nazi scientist. <laughs> and on that bombshell, <laughs> it's time to end the show, I think. Uh, Peace! Uh, follow us on t- Twitter. And <laughs> we're not on we Twitter. Don't, we don't have Twitter. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Like us on Facebook. <laughs> um, follow us. Follow and us remember, on OnlyFans. We've got and remember, remember, fill her up for me. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, bye. <laughs> Love you, bye. Love you, bye. <laughs> oh mate, what? <laughs>